I want to welcome you to our Sunday Dialogue. I am Shante Charles, and I am co-founder of Life Nation. We are a ministry that is dedicated to teaching, training, and equipping the next generation of artists, the next generation of believers, the next generation of entrepreneurs. Today, I want to share with you what the Lord has given me to say on this wonderful, wonderful Sunday. And I want to talk to you about the power of commemoration. The power of commemoration. Now, I don't think I'm going to be before you uh, very long. So I just want to share what I've been given and then we will say a prayer uh, at the end. As we know today, we are actually celebrating two very important holidays, I believe. We're celebrating Juneteenth today, and also at the same time, we are celebrating Father's Day. I had a different message prepared, and the Lord said, no, I want you to talk about these holidays because I want to show you something. And so I hope that you're going to be encouraged and enlightened, even as I was um, through the process of hearing from him and sharing this message. So Juneteenth uh, commemorates the emancipation of enslaved Africans. And even though the Emancipation Proclamation was made in 1863, it could not be implemented everywhere. To be clear, the proclamation only freed enslaved people in the Southern states during the war. It was a political move by President Lincoln at the time. This news did not reach those in the state of Texas until later, on June 19, 1865, when 2,000 Union troops arrived in Galveston Bay, Texas. The Army announced that 250,000 Black people at the time in that state had been freed by executive order. Thus, the day became known as Juneteenth. This is considered by many Black Americans as the second Independence Day. It has long been celebrated in the Black community and not just in Galveston Bay, Texas. The first Juneteenth was actually established in 1866. And in 1872, get this, businessmen, but also pastors, Reverends Jack Yates, Elias Dibble, Richard Allen, and Richard Brock pooled their money together at the time, about $800 to $1,000 that was pooled together, and that was quite a bit of money for the time, and they bought 10 acres of land in Houston's Third Ward. They named this piece of land Emancipation Park. I believe that it is important to note the role of faith in action of securing this place and space in history and commemorating that time. Now, we do know that in 2021, President Biden signed legislation to make Juneteenth a federal holiday. So now, yes, more than just African-Americans are taking the time and are being allotted the time to commemorate. It is up to us to teach, to educate, and empower those who come after us 
to honor the legacy of freedom that was hard won and the freedoms that the global majority continue to fight for today. That's our responsibility. It is also Father's Day. A woman, a woman, a woman, let me say that again, a woman by the name of Sonora Smart Dodd of Spokane, Washington, originated Father's Day. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it was a woman who said, this is something that ought to be celebrated and honored. She is said to have had the idea in 1909 while listening to a sermon on Mother's Day. Yes, she was tuned into a sermon on Mother's Day and got the brilliant idea to commemorate fathers. Think about that. The nation's first Father's Day was celebrated June 19th 1910, about 112 years ago. It was not until 1972 that it became a nationwide holiday in the U.S. So what can both of these holidays teach us? Both of these holidays teach us a little bit about the power of commemoration. It teaches us also about the power of self-determination and not waiting to do what is good or to honor what and who is good. It teaches us about the power of consistency because neither one of these uh, holidays that were commemorated were made uh, nationally or federally recognized for quite some time. Yet, people consistently began to celebrate and commemorate. It teaches us that the power of commemoration coupled together with Consistency can build consensus around an idea. It teaches us that in neither case, no one waited on the government's acknowledgement to create a time and a place of celebration. You see, celebrating what is important to you, even if no one else acknowledges it, is key. Have you been promoted? Celebrate. Pass the test, celebrate. Bought a new home, celebrate. Got out of debt, celebrate. Found the love of your life, celebrate. Retiring, celebrate. Taking your first vacation, celebrate. Bringing a child into the world, celebrate. Celebrating an anniversary, celebrate. Don't let anything or anyone rob you of the power of your commemoration. Commemoration simply means remembrance expressed in ceremony. It is to remember a person or an event. Over in 2 Chronicles 35 verses 25 through 27, we find the prophet Jeremiah commemorating King Josiah. He begins to chant a lament and it tells us that the singers would sing about him and lament for years to come. It tells us that they even made an ordinance in Israel and his deeds and acts of devotion were recorded. In Luke 22 verse 19, Jesus having supper with his disciples before crucifixion said, this is my body 
which is given for you, do this in remembrance or commemoration of me. Do what, you say? Come together to remember. Commune together to remember. Honor this sacrifice of my life to deliver truth to mankind, whether they receive it or not. Remember the new covenant that has been established by my death and by my resurrection. David said in Psalm 77, 11, I shall remember the deeds of the Lord. Surely I will remember your wonders of old. So as we commemorate the wonderful lives of fathers, let us really think today on their contributions to our lives. What is a father? As I began to think about this, these words came to uh, my mind as I thought about what does a father mean? Fathers are faithfully consistent. Fathers are there. Fathers are anchoring advisors. They are the grounding force in many of our lives. Fathers are trustworthy teachers, and they do it in many different ways. Fathers are helping healers. They come to mend things and solve issues and problems. Fathers are energizing examples. They are motivators by action and by example and modeling. Fathers are revelators for the future and for their family. They establish and they set vision for the house. They are responsive and responsible. Fathers are pillars in the development of a child's emotional well-being. Children look for fathers to establish and enforce rules and boundaries to provide a feeling of security, both physically and emotionally. I saw this online uh, this morning. I thought this was very powerful. Someone said, Father is a faithful and trustworthy, faithful and trustworthy, honoring every responsibility. Powerful acronym for father. Through almost every studied culture, fathers have assumed three primary roles, protector, provider, and disciplinarian. Now, most people, unfortunately, think that disciplinarian means hit or harm, but disciplinarian simply is another word for teaching and instruction. Children with more involved fathers tend to have fewer behavior and impulse control problems, longer attention spans, and a higher level of social skill and development, which is why it shouldn't just be, let's leave the raising to the mother, because studies show that children with more involved fathers tend to have fewer behaviors, incompulse control problems, longer attention spans, and higher levels of social skill development. Quiet as is kept, according to data by the CDC, Black fathers are the most involved of any demographic in the United States, whether in or outside of the home. Fathers help to form your emotional state of being. If you are today dealing with an absent father, an abandoning father, an abusive father, or even a deceased father, you can feel a sense of loss and emotional instability, but there is therapeutic, therapeutic help available. Reach out 
and get that help that you need. Don't be ashamed and don't be afraid to say that I am dealing with issues of abandonment. I am dealing with issues where I was harmed by the person who was supposed to build my emotional security and stability as a human being. But know this, there is a father who will not leave or forsake you. There is a father who will be faithfully consistent with you. He will be an anchoring advisor, a trustworthy teacher, a healing helper for your soul. He will show you how to lead by example. If you are afraid to love and to lead a household, he will give you vision to be the responsible and responsive father to your children or role model to children who now look up to you. I can say from my personal experience that I've watched men who felt like they didn't get it right become better fathers and reparent their children. I can say in my own experience that I've seen men decide that I'm going to restore and I'm going to repair relationship with my children, those that they may have abandoned. I've seen men who were terrified of marriage and commitment because they didn't have a good father or model in their life. Go on and be responsive and responsible, loving fathers and set new patterns for their children. They decided, they made a choice to break the cycles and former patterns so that their children could have a better outcome. I encourage you today, you do not have to be paralyzed and you do not have to be gripped by fear today simply from hearing the word Father. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your goodness today. I thank you for your mercy. I thank you for your love and your kindness. I thank you, Father, for the power of commemoration, the power of remembering, the power, God, of giving honor where honor is due, the power of restoring and repairing. I thank you, God, that you are looking down on every man, those who will be fathers, those who are fathers, those who are father figures who are standing in the gap, who are leading by example, I pray, Father, that you would bless them and increase them and prosper them. And Father, bring them uh, even the more into that leadership role and position of what it means to be a healthy model for young boys and young girls. Father, those that are struggling today with the word Father, Lord, I pray that you would touch their heart, that you would bring comfort, that you would bring acknowledgement, that they would sit with that feeling, oh God, but also that they would acknowledge that there is a space and a place for them to receive the help to begin to work through and to process all of the emotions and, and actions and things that are tied to that word that may be bringing about that negative feeling and that negative connotation today. Lord, we don't discount anyone's experience that they've had with their father, whether positive or negative. But Lord, we ask that you bless those who are fathering, who are nurturing, who are caring, who are uh, raising their children in a godly, moral example and way. It is in your son, Jesus Christ, we pray and believe. Amen and amen.
at this time, I do want to thank you for tuning in to our broadcast today. I hope that you have a wonderful day and I hope that you spend this day reveling in, spend this day utilizing the power of commemoration, telling the people in your life how much they mean to you, telling the father figures in your life how they have encouraged you, how they have blessed you. And those of you who like myself and like my husband are dealing with the loss of fathers today, I wish you a wonderful day of commemorating those who have gone on before you and remembering the lessons that they've taught you and instilled in you. Have a wonderful day. Take care and God bless.